K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a bomb. And welcome back to another episode of Black on Both Sides, the podcast dojo, baby. I'm one half of your host, King Kuta3x. The other half of your host is my esteemed colleague, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, Mr. Be Honest. What up, B? Be Honest! What's up, man? Nigga, wrong show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Man. Hey man, uh, I know we're as we are recording right now. There is a Sunday night NFL football game going on between the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Now I wanted to verify one thing for tonight's game involving one Odell Beckham Jr. I wanted to know: Was he going to wear a watch? Now sources. Unverified sources, images in the Twitterverse seem to indicate that OBJ, as he's known, is in fact wearing the same Richard Mille watch that he wore in week one in tonight's game. Yeah. It's a 350,000 or so watch. So? You want to know why that's a really bad idea tonight? I know why it's a bad idea, but I don't know why you think it is. Oh, you think it's a bad idea? No, you first. He's playing the Los Angeles Rams. Donald. Uh, no. Donald's never going to see Odell Beckham Jr. Donald's on the inside. However, somebody is going to see Odell Beckham Jr. One, Aqib Tlaib. Ah. Do you know one of the reasons why Mr. Aqib Tlaib is famous? Because he got the same name as that, uh, that congresswoman from a shithole country? No. He was famous before she was. Oh. Because he snatches niggas' chains in games. Mm, I remember that. He snatched Michael's Crabtree's chain in a in a game. Just snatched that shit. Right. I remember that. So I just got a feeling he and Mr. Odell gonna find themselves in a scrum, and Odell gonna be looking for his Richard Mill. That's not the reason why I think it's bad that he wore the watch. Why is that? My dad used to tell me back in the day when I was a youngster living in Atlanta where everybody had gold teeth. And, you know, some people had open-faced golds with champagne glasses in it, and some people had diamond in the center. But basically, my dad was like, you know, you should never get a gold tooth because basically you're letting people know how much money you got in your pocket. Because having a gold tooth, what that actually says is it says something about you. So depending on what kind of gold tooth you have or if you have one a gold tooth or if you have only one gold tooth, all that just kind of gives people an idea of what exactly you got going on in your life besides whatever you're doing. And by him wearing said watch, that Richard is, Mille said it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now I'm asking, well, dang, you only got one three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch? Like, are you really a baller if you only have one? Say his Wait name. A minute, B, you don't forget. Last week before the game, he had a two point two million dollar watch on. So it's a different watch. Yeah. That's what I asked. Yeah. So he decided not to wear that one in the game. But yeah, he's back to his Richard Mille. Richard Mille. No, but what I'm saying is he only has one watch that can be played on the field with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not really a baller if you only have one $350,000. To his credit, it is color coordinated with what he's with the Browns color scheme. So so. he can only afford one color coded watch. You see what I'm I'm going with this? I see where you're going. I'm just saying, you know, all of these people, for the most part, on this field are ballers. What's his name? Birdman says he never wears the same t shirt twice, ever. 
You see what I'm saying? So we need Ob- Is that Ob- really an accomplishment? B, <laughs> 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 do you do you wear the same t-shirt twice? All the time. I mean, I don't I don't know the last time I even owned a white t-shirt. So oh, what does no, that no, mean? No, no. Am I? I'm saying as far as just like he <laughs> he wears white t-shirts as his uniform. What I'm like saying- I said, B, you know, I'm even beyond that. I don't even I don't even I don't even wear white t-shirts, you know. I'm just saying, I mean, we what does um, that mean about me? Am I just am I like on some Bill Gates level? I don't even fuck with white tees. Yeah, I don't know. I wear I wear my clothes over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So well, I can't afford to get a new shirt every time I go somewhere. But there are some people who can. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. is more like I am than he is like Birdman. Because if he were like Birdman, he would never be caught dead in the same color coordinated Robert whatever that dude's name is. Watch. I just need a keep Talib. To come out of a tackle with this goddamn watch. That's really what I need. <laughs> That'll be really ugly, though, actually. And I guarantee you, I will put up my mortgage payment for the month. That he's talked about this shit, and he's looking for the watch. So, do you fight if you're OBJ and that happens? You know how emotional OBJ is. Gotta fight. Yeah. Well, he gonna hit something. Gotta fight. Probably an, an inanimate object and, and cry. No, you have Speaking to Speaking of inanimate objects and cry, this this diva receiver. So you know on on this on the Sunday night football games, they go through and everyone introduces themselves. Right. The players like and, and lately they've started doing stupid shit like saying what high school they went to. Right. What a- and last week, I think uh Michael Bennett, he said, Michael Bennett, and he says from Wakanda, no, he said Michael Bennett, and he said Wakanda forever. Right. Well, OBJ was introduced tonight. Uh oh. Odell Beckham Jr. I'm him. I'm him. Wow. <laughs> you don't go sit your sassy self down somewhere, and that is sassy listeners. I don't think he's people. that good. That's how I defined it last week. It's not what you mean. It's not what you think I mean, but it's it's if you look up the definition of sassy, Odell Beckham Jr. is all of that. He's as sassy as a man named Odell could be. <laughs> Odell. <laughs> He's got all the sass for all the Odells there ever was. All the sass is inside of Odell Beckham Jr. Odell's a funny name for a young person. Yeah, well, Junior. Junior! Right. Sticking with the football theme. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about Antonio Brown, AB. Have you heard about this dude? I've heard about it, and I'm wondering. I'm going to let you go ahead and steal my thunder, per use. So what, what, what have you heard as of now? I didn't, I'm not going to steal your thunder. I just I, I want to know why they decided to do it. Was it because of the allegations? Okay, so let's just, let's just back up. Let's, let's, let's right. give them a full picture of what's going on. So... Last time you and I talked, there was an allegation unverified that Odell Beckham. Sorry, wow. See how BJ did it. <laughs> yep. Smart it, man. Smart, I'm him. He's on the brain. He said, "I'm him." Can't shake him. Um, Antonio Brown, you know, this wide receiver, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, formerly of the Oakland Raiders, and most recently of the New England England Patriots. Uh, after he got to the team. Uh, allegation surfaced that he had a nasty civil suit coming his way where an alleged trainer, uh, a trainer was alleging sexual assault 
uh, at various times in 2017 and 2018. Uh, B and I talked about this, and we thought that it was too soon to rush the judgment, but this was just more extra things that he didn't need. So let's just relive uh, AB's last two months uh, really quick. So we had a cryotherapy where you go get in a tube and your your body is frozen and it's an effort to spark healing. Right. Uh, most people have their hands and feet covered, their their uh, their limbs covered, so as not to get something nasty happen. Uh, AB has done this numerous times, but this time he decided not to wear the footies, which resulted in frostbite. Then he filed a helmet grievance with the NFL, despite the fact five years ago he was told that the helmet he was wearing was going to be phased out, notwithstanding the fact that the helmet he was wearing was not made in the last 10 years. He filed a grievance to get a waiver to wear his helmet, notwithstanding all the other players in the National Football League, including Tom Brady, including Aaron Rodgers, who really fucking like their old helmets, complied. He filed a grievance twice, lost both grievances. In between those grievances, he brought in a hand-painted helmet to match his then-team, the Oakland Raiders, uh, <laughs> and he refused to practice in the uh, new helmet. Um, then he got in a fight. No, so then he received a fine um, for missing practices. Then he posted said fine from the Oakland Raiders on his Instagram. Then a day or two after that, he got into a shouting match with essentially his boss, which is Mike Mayock, the general manager of the Raiders, and called him a cracker. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you, reporting what happened, allegedly. Right. I do not use those type of slurs in my regular, regular. Um, so then he also goes on to post a conversation between he and his coach, John Gruden, on his social media cut over the top of a uh, a commercial for God knows what, but he's running around doing things, doing the football things, in a helmet, mind you. Uh, and he's got, you know, John Gruden basically uh, talking on a uh, recording that was not with his permission. Then, then, the, then the Raiders cut him. By cutting him, he lost out on $30 million guaranteed. Immediately after being cut, he posts on his Instagram him finding out the news he's cut, in which case he jumps up, happy as a pig in shit, runs around making an airplane sign with his arms, yelling, I'm free, calls his grandma and says, I'm free. Right. This doesn't make any sense, but before the day's over, he is signed by the New England Patriots, the current defending champions. And we're thinking... Ah, is he crazy like a fox? I don't know. So he signs with the Patriots. Shortly after signing with the Patriots, you have these sexual harassment allegations from the former trainer. That was last week. He went on to play that game last week. Tore it up against the Miami football Dolphins. Caught a touchdown. Everybody's like, oh, shit. The Patriots are unstoppable. So this is, looks like the time they had Randy Moss and they broke out. They tore up the record book. They won all the games but the last game. But still. So. Wasn't there, wasn't there one more allegation that came out, though? I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. So after that game of which he showed out and showed the people why he is a top one or two receiver in the National Football League and perhaps the best receiver on the planet, another allegation came out. This time involving someone different who's not bringing any types of a suit, 
She's just someone that wants it to be known that there was an improper conduct between her and AB, and she doesn't even want any money. AB somehow texts this person, includes this person on uh, allegedly on a group chat in which she's pointing out things about her children. Kind of in a uh, Isaiah Washington, Matt Barnes situation. And the question was, did he know that he had included her on these texts or was it an accident? So, later that day that this all came out, Bill Belichick is doing his regular post-practice interviews. And what do you think they want to talk to him about? A.B. Yeah. A.B. 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 All day. A.B. All day. A.B. All day. A.B. 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 All day. Now, I don't know if you out there know who Bill Belichick is, but he's not someone that suffers fools lightly. He only likes to talk about a certain amount of things. He really fucking hates reporters. I don't know why, but he does. He's the equivalent to Popovich in the NBA. Or Nick Saban in college football. There you go. They just don't want to deal with this at all. Right. All this A.B. shit rubbed him the wrong way. So the Bilicek storms off, probably hops on a on probably some sort of motorized vehicle, probably a like, you know, maybe a, a mule or some type or a golf cart. Segway. his ass down to the owner's uh, office, Mr. Robert Kraft. And they get to talking. What do you think they were talking about? Uh, A.B. 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 Talking about A.B. <laughs> and um, after they leave, they cut his ass. A.B. got fired. Prontissimo. On perhaps, arguably, a goddamn day off. <laughs> yeah. So what about the $9 million that New England promised him in a signing bonus? Yoink. <sighs> Gone. This Ooh. nigga done fumbled roughly $40 million. Wait for it, be honest. Guaranteed. Ooh. What does that mean in the NFL? Nigga, just show the fuck up. Just it's come. yours. Yeah. Just come clock in. It's yours. Oof. I don't care if you if you're productive. I don't care if you get in the game. Just come clock in. Dress out, clock in. There you go. $40 million. <sighs> Gone. Let me ask you a question, Colton. Have you ever heard him speak? Uh a little bit. He's kind of light spoken. He kind of speaks a little bit low. Is he intelligent sounding though? Hard to say. He doesn't say much. I mean, yeah. his last statement before this, his last statement as a New England Patriot was, I'm just here to play ball or something to that effect. Right. So let's stick with me, Bianca. So that same day he gets cut, what does AB do on social media? He takes his football, his touchdown ball he got last Sunday on September 15th. It says AB 17 on a piece of tape, first TD recept, 9 15, 2019. And he says, one lucky fan win this comment below. That was his first action on social media after getting cut. Stick with me. So it's been confirmed that he's not going to get the $9 million signing bonus from the Patriots and that he's only going to be paid for uh, the game and I guess some of the practices, practices he went to. Uh, that breaks down to about $158,000 and $158,000. 
$33,000 and zero cents. Um, later on that same day, he posts, you're going to love this B. The marathon continues. About what? Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, so his agent, um, says that a few teams are interested in AB now, but they want more information on the legal situation, and the deal was not likely to happen until the NFL has completed its investigation into incident number one. Okay. The NFL investigates? Yeah. Okay. Because whenever, because you remember there's a player, uh, player uh, conduct, a player personnel policy that the NFL, NFL basically, and, and Commissioner Goodell, if they, if they don't like how you're acting off the field, you can be put on what's called the commissioner's exemplist. Right. Normally, this is done for people who are involved in legal situations. And the last three or four years, uh, for example, Ray Rice, he was on the commissioner's exemplist. And other people are punished pursuant to this uh, conduct, conduct uh, player conduct and personnel policy. Right. My boy Zeke Elliott missed six games two years ago because of an incident that the commissioner determined was. Uh, Suspendable for something off the field, but shouldn't they be so, more concerned about his 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 criminal his criminal? Well, there's ch- nothing criminal right now. Okay, I got you. Okay, so that's maybe why they hadn't suspended him yet. Got you. Okay, for in for each and every other time this has been done to either put somebody on the list, and when you're on the list, you're not allowed to play, but you're allowed to get paid. Uh, but the other times when someone's either been on the list or suspended. There has been some sort of criminal activity. There's been some sort of criminal report. It's not just, you know, civil penalty. It's some sort of criminal activities. So he wasn't on it, but now he's not on a team. He's not under contract with any team. So what does this fool post today, his first Sunday without football? Oh, boy. He posts. I want to do this verbatim. Will not be playing in the NFL anymore. Those owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want anytime. Huh? Will not be playing in the NFL, <laughs> no, I heard you. the NFL anymore. <laughs> These owners can cancel deals, do what they want at any time. I heard you. I didn't say what. See how you repeated. I said what because what is the logic in saying that? I think this nigga's trying to say, you can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> But you already got fired, so it doesn't work. And quit to do what? <laughs> uh, you know, here's the deal, B. No, it, it, he's a clown nigga. He's, it's silly. But the problem here is that I believe that what we have been seeing, he was never crazy like a fox. Okay, let me before let me put a pin in that. Before I finish that, just want to give the entire quote. Will not be playing in the at NFL. He at the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the at NFL PA, that's the Players Association, hold them accountable. Sad, they can just void guarantees anytime. Going on forty million two months. We'll see if they pay up. Exclamation point. So that's the full. Um. So. No, he's not getting any money. So here's the deal. So what, you know, we called him a clown. 
you know, we've clowned him. Uh, Uncle Shannon Sharp. Do you do you ever watch Shannon Sharp or hear Shannon Sharp talk about sports? I used to. Now I just see the clips, though. I don't really have time to watch the show. Yeah, well, Shannon Sharp's been on top of this. And uh, so AB pulled up an old clip of a sexual, uh, civil sexual uh, assault claim against Shannon Sharp back when he worked at CBS. Um, the allegation was found not to be credible. And the person, uh, I think, was eventually put in a, a mental institution for a bit and then deported. I don't know if they were from the United States. So he brought that up. And so Uncle Shannon Sharp posted that, you know, the ultimate conclusion of the case that his accuser was wrong and that she eventually went to a mental institution and was deported from the United States. So what I'm seeing here my, my. is... Somebody that's refusing to take any accountability for anything they've done, one. Two, not even acknowledging that anything that they've done is unusual. So I think what we're looking at is somebody who's having a mental breakdown of some type. Because none of this makes sense. He left Pittsburgh because he wanted guaranteed money and he didn't like the quarterback. He got to the Raiders who gave him, promised him the guaranteed money and to make him a a focal point of everything because the Raiders are moving into a new stadium next year. And they would have. He didn't like that. Never played a game for them. He wound up on the New England Patriots, the greatest franchise probably the current great best franchise in the National Football League, current Super Bowl champion, the arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, tossing right. the ball to him, with right. them apparently last week deciding to change their offensive philosophy and go back to flinging the ball around the yard because they, got, they had A.B. Now, I don't believe he fucked that situation up. I think it's accumulation of these new harassment charges that came, and it's just too hot. And Belichick's not going to be answering questions right. about shit he doesn't want to talk to Refu- all day. Refuses. Talk about all day, every day. He refuses to. That's not the Patriot way. Right. And I believe it became very, very clear that's what he was going to do. And two, uh, Bob Kraft of the happy ending uh, fame earlier in the summer, he said, or he made a statement today that the text messages, the threatening text messages by AB, I guess in both matters, were too much. Right. And apparently Kraft never wanted him on the team. And this was a Bilicek move. Bilicek also functions as the GM and coach. So that's where AB is today. And he's saying, I'm never playing in the NFL again. It's like, yeah, nigga, we know. Yeah, but it sounds like he's trying to do an activist thing, though. How? By his other words. I hope that what the is NFL, he, what is what is he activizing for? The ability for the owners just to fire you if they whenever they want to. To me, it it's not like whenever a, they want to. This nigga didn't work <laughs> but two days, maybe three days since last March. No, three I get days, it, man. I get it. It sounds like that's what he's trying to play up, though. And one I, of those days happened to be a game. So you went to two practices and a game, right? I mean, this is real talk. I don't know of another player who's had three jerseys on clearance at one time. Huh, wow, you're right, though. 
Yeah, I mean the the eighty four in, in in Pittsburgh is on clearance and sale. The eighty four in Raiders is on clearance and sale. The seventeen with the Patriots were on clearance and sale yesterday. I mean, this is some crazy shit. The reason why I asked you had you ever heard him speak was because I was wondering what's next, right? So he's putting out texts like, I'm never going to play in the NFL again, but I'm saying, bro, what else do you have? I know that there that people get mad, and there are a lot of Twitter and, and Instagram posts about black people are not only able to be act rappers and, and players and sports players or whatever, but some of black people are only able to be sports people. <laughs> and AB, I've never heard him speak. I don't know what his intellect is like, but based off of the things that he's Said it doesn't sound like he's really strong on intellect, and if that's the case, what's okay. next? So, so after they so his Instagram account, he posted that football the day he got cut, which had incorrect English in it, by the way. Go ahead. The next day, he posts a picture from wearing Beats headphone, Beats headphones, a big ass gold chain, a Gucci shirt. This is clearly the shit he wore in his to, on the way to the to the game at the New England Patriots last Sunday, and he writes. First day out. Out of a job? I don't know. Then yesterday, he's posted a picture of him sitting on a looks like a Rolls Royce in front of a of a of a private plane. And he says, the journey. Hashtag I know I'm special. Hashtag why they playing. Huh. Who why is who playing? I don't know. It's there's no game. There's playing would seem like that they're just teasing him or they're doing something to get something from him. They don't want anything from him anymore. There's no more game. How, do you know what his contracts were like in Pittsburgh? you have any idea? Well, he started off as a very low draft pick. Right. And then he worked himself up because there was a – he was given a fairly average contract for somebody at his stage because he he was not the main – I mean, he had a, he had a, he was a low draft pick – who was a diamond in the rough. And so right. they had stepped him up over time. Then he decided he wanted more, and that's just now what the Steelers do. Matter of fact, he only got his contract that he hadn't asked for because another receiver, um, Mike Wallace, I think, yeah. wanted more money. And they said, fuck you, the Steelers are not paying you more money. Right. Goodbye. And to tell you, fuck you, we're going to give Antonio this money because he didn't ask. And so that's kind of so he had a decent contract, not you know Richard Mill, but a decent contract. He did off field endorsements, and then he was like, you know what, I want more money because if I perform my contract, he had. In yeah. all fairness, he had absolutely. In all fairness, the amount of money that he was seeking and got in Oakland is you know there's nothing wrong with that. He arguably is the best at his position. Period. No, I get that. Period. I get all that. That's not where my concern is, though. If you're a rapper and you signed a Def Jam and you're like, Def Jam gives you a shit, a shit contract, right? You're like, I'm worth more than that. I can do this on my own. Let me go out here and do an independent project. At least there's a next thing, right? But if you're a play, if you play in the NFL and you're not getting the money that you deserve, there's no place to go to start your own and get your own money. All he has is the NFL. It's not the same as somebody else. So when I hear him say I'll never play again, too. no, you know, there's no endorsements because he's not on the field. Oh no! Before he got cut, Nike dropped him. Of course they did. Oh wait, wait, wait! This is the same Nike 
that stayed pat with Kobe when Kobe was flying to and from the courthouse while playing games on rape accusations. Yeah, but Kobe is one of the best ever and already was. He was already one. Uh, he was already slated to be one of the best ever. I don't know that AB is the best ever. I don't the know. The, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so let's let's keep it a buck, as as uh, as uh, as they would say it in New York. In the amount of time AB has been in the NFL, the only receiver, the only receiver that has matched his production is Jerry Rice. But so he was on a Hall of Fame track. Possibly. If he never won a Super Bowl, his production is a Hall of Fame career. It's a Hall of Fame. It was a Hall of Fame career. I don't know that you mentioned AB in the greatest receivers of all time right now. When Kobe was going through his his issues, people were already putting his name in the greatest shooting guards of all time. I think that's I what you're saying, B. But currently in the NFL, I mean, he's known as you know, he's he's special because of his size, quickness, and speed. It's very rare that those people can play where he was playing as a receiver. Normally, people his size, about five ten, with you know elite quickness and speed, they're what's called slot receivers, right? You know, they're he's in playing, the middle. He's playing on the outside. But I got you. But AB was able to to be out on an island. He was he was the one he was the one or two on he's the one right. on pretty much every team maybe a two because just because there was somebody there who was more senior to him right and there's absolutely nobody 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 that could stop his production right. and the reason why his production dipped last year is because he gets triple teamed so he's got the guy in front of him and he's got the other defensive back you know near that area then sometimes they would bring in a safety over the top to make sure he doesn't he's just he's, he's just that fucking good. Right. Make no mistake about it. Of all the people on planet Earth that could play this position, he's at worst the second best. But there's always the chance that something comes up and he doesn't. He gets kicked out of those conversations. A la this right here. He's not. Gonna- oh no no no! Even if he gets back, or even if it comes out he had mental health issues, like see Brandon Marshall, and he gets back in the league, you know he's he's never going to be forgiven for this year. Right. And so if he came back, say, next year, and got back on the track of production, he would not be allowed in the Hall of Fame on his first go. They have already done that. He did that to uh, T.O. They kept T.O. out for like, I don't know, three, three or four times before right. they let him in, despite him being like, you know, top five in most of the receiving lists that count. But I don't know that AB's in the same breath as T.O. though, man. I'm sorry. Even though you're, everything you said is true, I can't deny or refute. I, I know you're saying that, but Bebo, if you go back, I guarantee you go back and you pull up his production, then you'll see. Okay. Uh, I, you're not a Steelers fan. I'm not a Steelers fan. Not at all. There's no reason for us to watch AB. But if you go back, pull up his production, you'll be like, oh, shit. That's a lot of fucking yards and touchdowns. Okay. So he, that's the path he, quote unquote, was on. But now this nigga said he's not playing anymore. He doesn't. That's not, <laughs> but that's that's like the kid saying, "I don't like school," and they already expelled him. It doesn't matter if you like school now. How bad did it get? Be honest, and it's pretty bad now. Three days ago, you guess who wanted to give AB some advice? <sighs> Michael Vick. Be honest. If I say <laughs> yours truly. What name pops into your head? Any? No. Nigga, you must don't follow Orenthal James on Twitter then. That's what I'm getting. 
Oh my God. OJ. Hey everyone. <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> That's what that nigga says every time he comes on a video. Yeah, I've only seen one or two videos of his. Hey everybody. Yours truly. You know, man, I got to tell you this AB thing. You know, I just, you know, AB, you know, let, let me let me give you some advice. This is, some, this is some advice I've gotten from some pretty substantial defense lawyers. You know, when you get yourself in these situations, it's just better not to say anything at all. You know, it hurts me because I, I was going to reach out and call AB last week, but nah, I just didn't do it. I wish I had. I wish I had. So, AB, if you're out there, you know, just, you know, the best you can do for yourself in this situation is just say nothing. That's free advice from the uh, juice. Say nothing. I think I remember you telling me that, though. That's the. We've lived so long, B. Oh, what a time to be alive. We've lived, you and I, be honest, we've lived to a point to where OJ is giving legal advice, sound legal advice. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. If anybody knows lawyers, it's OJ. I mean, shit, man. OJ's like, ah, I was going to call him last week. I didn't do it. Be- because the text messages, I don't know, listeners, if you know this or if we left it out. The text messages on the latest one, oh, that happened this week. Oh, wow. Here's the thing, though. He's While not even- he was a patriot. He's not even popular enough to start like a YouTube channel. He can't even start a Twitter thing like OJ has. OJ is probably going to make money off of his newfound uh, career in whatever it is that he's doing. He's not letting OJ make any money. You crazy? <laughs> OJ don't have you don't have to you don't need a system to make money anymore. OJ ain't making no money, man. Every time every time OJ every time OJ make a dollar, seventy five percent got to go to the Goldman family. Seventy five seventy five cents of that got to go to the Goldmans. And they be watching. They be like, they like uh, that, that woman that called the cops at the at the, at the picnic. They be watching him. Still a quarter there, though. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's move on from that. So, OJ. You know what? You remember OJ's good buddy, Al Coll- AC, Al yeah. Collings? Yeah. You know, Al Collings, you know, he never told them what happened that, that, that fateful night. He never told I who? I would say that, you know... As much as he was had the pressure turned up on him, because I'm sure they did. You know what that nigga didn't do? He didn't snitch. Not once. Didn't say nothing. Be honest, you remember uh, uh, Tekken 67? Yeah, I remember him. You heard about that shit, right? Yes, I've heard. I've heard many stories. I've heard many things. Some so this lies, has been a truths. tough week for for Tekken 67, Takashi 699, 969er. You think so? Yeah, I think uh, it's been it's been leaked. Uh, all of the people that he's attempted to name as uh, members of the Nine Trey gang that he was in in an effort to get his own ass out of jail. Yeah, but it came out that Jim some of that Jones. was fake. Some of that was fake, though. He didn't say any of that. They just somebody on the internet ran with that. It's, Jim it's Jones. Come it's come out that he. Didn't, I don't think he said anything about Cardi. I'm not sure about the other ones. So I'm focused on Jim Jones. We know Cardi B's not in a fucking gang. That's stupid. But be honest, before we go any further, I just want to let everyone out there know. In 1997, I was in a McDonald's and I did ask for a courtesy cup of water. I poured out the courtesy cup of water and I did replace the water with some Sprite. I feel bad about it, but I want you to know that before 
Tekken 67 implicates me or says that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Need to get that. I just want, want it out there. Want to come clean. Right. Man, the memes on this dude just snitching, dry snitching, wet snitching, snitching, snitching on everything have been crazy. Yeah, I saw the one meme that said he was he gave up the Krabby Patty formula. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another one that said <laughs> it shows him and he said, I know where Tommy works. Which Tommy? <laughs> Tommy from Martin. Remember Tommy ain't got no job? Right. <laughs> I know where Tommy worked. <laughs> This nigga just talking, 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 talking. Are we surprised, B? No, but... Hell no, we not surprised. But he's not the only one that does this. Everybody does. I understand, but his name used to be like Diego or some shit, and he was a clean-cut kid from like, you know, upper New York or something. And it's because you get a few face tattoos, you're supposed to be hard. I don't think so, homie. Hard dude snitch. This is a, such a fallacy, man. I just, I get tired of seeing so many hard dudes on, online now talking about, yo, the game is messed up now, man. They don't, they making it normal for people to be snitching. It's like y'all making it easy for these other people to do it. But I'm saying all these dudes snitch, all of them. We even, even, okay, there is not a person from any walk of life that is not willing to give up people for for favors. There I just isn't that person. But give up other people to save themselves. There isn't a person harm. that's not willing to do that. Everybody from every every walk of life, from every neighborhood, from every hard level, whatever it is you want to call it, they all do it. Now, okay, not all of them, but some. there's a person who looks just like you, whoever is li- listening to this show right now, there's a person who looks just like you who came from whatever neighborhood you came from They will absolutely give up everybody to get off. And it's it's not just this little Mexican kid who got a face tattoo. It's just his is so public that now everybody's ready to jump on it. And the, are the memes funny? Some of them are funny. So I'm not going to not laugh at it. I feel you, man. I mean, it's to me, if you get snitched on by Tekken 67, it's your fault. You should know this cornball dude exactly. ain't got nobody's code. And if you did stupid shit around him, that's on you. Exactly. Why are you doing something with Takashi 69 so stupid. Why? Why would you ever put yourself in a position to be around him doing something that you know is illegal? Well, he's going to take a lot of people down. I, I think that at the end of all of this, he's going to have to change his name to like Carl. He's going to be in South Dakota looking over his shoulder. I can believe because he was a Carl. Normally when you, when you start snitching at the level he's trying to, you know, I don't know what he knows. I don't know how deep, uh, how important it is what he knows. Well, if it's affecting any actual enterprise, they're going to get him eventually. So he's actually probably going to have to go in the real witness protection uh, program. So we'll probably never, we will probably never hear of him again. We can't. I don't know what, yeah, we can't. There's no way possible he's doing all this for real and he just gets out and goes back to New York. No, he's got to be in the real witness protection plan. Um, Speaking of, uh, you want to talk some more about snitching or you want to talk about something stupid? Both of those are stupid. <laughs> if one tended to go lean one way or the other, I don't. I don't care. Let's talk about. Is there a different snitching story? Yeah, let's stay there. Let's stay with snitching for three hundred, Phil. Okay, so I got a homeboy who recently was at a picnic, and this homeboy was talking to uh, a friend there, new friend, who's a uh, chef for. The inside of, of Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, like a major Hollywood studio. 
Right. When I say a chef, I mean when all the actors come through or they're hungry, whoever it is, Clooney, Pritt, Pitt, you know, Cheadle, uh, Denzel, Eddie Murphy, this person's in charge of making their food. He's on set so they don't have to leave. Right. And they got to get the shit that they want, period, the end. And these are all stars. Makes sense. And he's got to cook for the stars, and he's got to cook for the cast. So he's got to have a wide range of flexibility. If a motherfucker say he, he wants, you know, shrapster, well, you better figure out what the fuck a shrapster is or make one. All right, Billionist, you, you, you sitting down? I hope you're sitting down. I'm sitting down. So my homeboy told me that this guy told him that he was on the set of Space Jam 2. B, you know who's starring in Space Jam 2? Uh, I think I heard LeBron. Yep. And this guy told my homeboy, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Everybody fucking hates LeBron because he's a bag of uncircumcised cocks. They say the measure of a man is what that man will do to people who can do nothing for him. Be honest, you and I have talked numerous times on this program, show, podcast, if you will, about our respect for LeBron James. A lot of that has to do, you know, quite frankly, if we think about it, with perception. Right. I don't know LeBron. You don't know LeBron. I don't know anybody that knows LeBron. I don't know if you do. You know, I'm looking at the schools that he's built. You know, I look at the I Promise. I look at him looking at him seeming to be ahead of social issues and using his position of power in the NBA to highlight social issues. There's also another side of LeBron, the one where he's using backdoor mechanisms to move people to his team and off his team. I didn't really think much about that. You know, matter of fact, I took a positive view that, oh, this is just the players taking control of their own careers. But I don't know anybody that knows LeBron. And so talking to my homeboy, talking to this chef who's not American born, for this chef to say that everyone hates LeBron, I know what you're thinking, B. Well, well who could verify this? Uh, again, it's going to be the same person, but my homeboy said the, sh- the chef told him that it was so fucking bad on Space Jam and the relationship with LeBron, just the chef himself, let alone everybody else. That this chef talks to somebody he works with pretty often, pretty often, Dun Cheadle. And he asked Dun Cheadle, hey man, what the fuck's up with LeBron? And allegedly, Dun Cheadle told this chef, who told my homeboy, this motherfucker thinks he's God. That's what's wrong with him. Mm. So my understanding from my homeboy and this chef is that when you're on a movie, like everybody that's in that area becomes family. So oftentimes, my homeboy said the chef told him that he would get like gifts, watches, tickets, all kinds of shit because everybody come, becomes close because a movie project is, is a long period of time. Right. And he's worked with everybody. You know, another person he said is a complete asshole was Eddie Murphy. He said that Eddie Murphy's people try to have the. Sh- the chef said that Eddie Murphy's people tried to have him sign an agreement that he would never look Eddie Murphy in the eye. Don't look at that. No, don't look at him. What the fuck, man? 
Eddie, I can kind of understand because Eddie's been famous since since the eighties. Eddie's been famous since Iowa couldn't tie my shoes, so I kind of get that. I don't agree right. with it, but kind of get that. But this LeBron thing. All right, you ready? Shoot. Okay, so one of my many talents. I don't. I know you know this, Kunta, but I don't know if the every listener listening knows or not. One of my many talents is to be able to argue both sides of pretty much any argument. However, on this one, even though we've we've gone on record for supporting LeBron, and sometimes I've even been more supportive of LeBron than you were, I also remember seeing something that was really odd about LeBron back in the day. And, I, you know, I, I just shelved it. I, I, I mentioned, I think I may have mentioned on No Nonsense Show a couple of times, but I just shelved it. Many, 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 many times when he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers the first time, he would go to the scorer's table where, so in basketball, when you're, you're getting subbed in, you go to the scorer's table to announce that you're going back in the game and they write down that you're going in, I guess, to, to keep track of all your stats and your fouls, et cetera. So you have to let them know you're coming in. The referee blows you in once the game, the ball stops. But what LeBron does is he takes off his warm-up gear and there's a little guy, there's a little white kid that, you know, his dad is probably rich or something like that and got a chance to be a ball boy. He comes over to grab the warm-ups from the, the players. Most players see this guy, recognize him as a human being, and therefore, when he comes over, they just take their stuff off and hand it right to him in his hand because the kid is close enough. LeBron never, and I'm, pro- I'm talking about probably zero times out of ten times, never gives this kid the, the clothes in, his, in their hand. He will reach past them to throw it on the floor. The first couple of times, I was like, maybe it was just a fluke. But I saw this time and time and time and time again. So it was interesting. What resonated with me with what you said was the people that he doesn't need, he treats differently. This little ball boy doesn't make any money. It's just, you know, they may give him a little stipend, something, some little, you know, fun money or whatever, but they're really just doing it because they get to be on the court with the players. It's like, I want to do this because I want to be down there with my heroes. Yep. Everybody, everybody takes their warm-ups off, and if the kid is right there, they just hand the shit to the kid. He's right there. Not LeBron. LeBron will make sure you pick up his clothes off the floor. He's not handing it to you, no matter how close you are. Even if you're looking him in his eyes, he's still going to reach past you and throw it on the floor. Now, I don't know if it's like that in Miami. I don't know if it was like that in L.A., but Cleveland, back in the day before he was King James, when he was still trying to prove he was king, never did I ever see him hand those warm-ups to a person who's standing literally two feet away from him. And to me, that resonates when you say he treats people who he doesn't need differently. Let me, let me tell you something else I heard from a homeboy, and this was actually how the, sh- the chef initiated the story, was that someone on set asked to take a picture of LeBron. And the, the, the first, this is the first thing that the chef apparently said put him on notice. So LeBron tells this person, quote, I don't have time for you. (laughs) (sighs) Meanwhile, contrast, the chef apparently has worked with Kobe Bryant. And apparently Kobe will eat in the regular lines with everybody and will let people sit with him, like strangers come on the set, come sit with him, whatever project he's working on. 
He will he will welcomes people taking pictures with him, selfies and such, right. even though that's normally not encouraged because you know you got stars you know all the time you know these are all employees of the studio and they don't you know they want to get the work done it's just part of it and so you know i you know kobe has a reputation that's not as kind as lebron's is as far as public um, right right he's looked at as being an a-hole yeah and, and he's done some a-hole things and he continues to make missteps like when that you know is you know that recent Twitter beef where he sent out a text that, you know, some team got beaten and I guess he made it seem like uh, it was because they were understaffed and because some girl went to a, a dance recital and he wrote something to along the lines of, you, you see what's important to her or that's where her head is. I mean, he said, you know, he does and says silly things because, you know, he's very centrally focused on whatever right. he's trying to achieve. But when he's not doing that, you know, I got a Kobe story. I was rehabbing at a facility here in L.A., and Kobe came in to rehab an injury that nobody knew he had. You know, he shared, he gave me a look, he gave me a head nod, and it was cool. I mean, it wasn't, we didn't go over and, you know, and shoot marbles and drink Coke and shoot, chew gum, but he acknowledged me, and he acknowledged me acknowledging him in a very, you know, as any other dude. Like any other, any other black dude you come across in life, you see each other, you make eye contact, what's up, what's up, you keep it moving. We weren't close enough to dap each other, but, you know, had we been, it was possible. So, you know, basic human interactions. And so I'm really disturbed because, you know, the chef that was talking to my homeboy, he had lots of stories about almost every major actor you can think of. Well, first of all, the chef needs to be fired. Brad Pitt's down to earth. Brad Pitt refused to go to a special place where they had created like a restaurant experience for, it was the Ocean's 13 set. Promotions 13? Yes. Star after star after star after star after star. Clooney, Pitt, Pacino. Um, what's, what's Ben Affleck's buddy? Matt Damon? Yeah, Matt Damon's in that movie. And they were, everyone was down to earth and fine. He said Al Pacino was really down to earth. Al Pacino says, hey, I eat chicken and garlic. If you can make that, that's cool. You know, serve me wherever. And so, you know... So, you know, it's 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 not shocking to me because I realize everything I think I know about LeBron has been filtered to me through various PR things. If you really think about it, the only time that it's gone sideways on LeBron's PR was the decision. Right. Which, you know, in the abstract, if you really look at it objectively, it seems like not the right way you would do that. But in any event, so I guess the takeaway from this is that everything you see, everything that looks good doesn't necessarily mean it is good. Mm. Oh, by the way, be honest, unrelated, uh, they tried to storm Area 51. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was supposed to happen soon. It, it, yeah, yeah. How'd it go? I don't know how many made it, but I've seen people in the area, near the area, and so I don't, I don't know if somebody got shot. I know a few people got detained. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything else since. So maybe the dozens, the dozens and the dozens. It's a wrestling shout out. Maybe they got detained or maybe they got disappeared. Dealt. I don't know. <laughs> I want to fight. Let's fight before we get up out of here. All right.
Ain't no easy win, though. That's all right, man. Because I want to see you try to defend this shit. All right, B. You know, you and I have talked about the 2016 election. And you and I have talked about, you know, over the over these many episodes about interference with the our elections, Russian interference specifically. Right. And, you know, I think it's a bad thing. I think anytime a foreign power does something with how we vote, that's a problem. I feel like you kind of agreed with that. Yeah. Or am I, am I off? Say specifically what you mean again, but so that I can make sure I disagree or that agree. We don't want an outside country fucking around with our inside elections. Yes, we agree. That's a problem. Yes. And then I think we talked about how uh, Trump during 2016 was trying to encourage people to dig up dirt. I think that's where we got into it about Hillary. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you know, you know, he was he was trying to encourage, you know, WikiLinks and others to, you know, release emails and such, you know, because he just wanted to win any way he could. All right. Yep. Right. So the polls aren't doing well for Donald right now. Okay. Pretty bad. All pretty, right. pretty, pretty bad. And the economy may be getting ready to start in a recession. We don't know. It's possible. And there are no real campaign promises that Trump ran on that he's done. Uh, the wall hasn't really been built, even though he's appropriated funds for it. He's constantly surrounded by uh, legal firestorms about his tax returns. Uh, his cabinet is in a completely constant state of flux. Uh, he lost his head of national security like two or three weeks ago. I don't know if we talked about that. We probably didn't. Not really. Uh, so nothing's really going well for the Donald. Uh, he went to the G6. Nobody would talk to him. He got caught in a lie as to why he didn't go to the climate change portion of the G6. G6 or is it G7? G6 or G7 is like a meeting of the world's leaders where they talk about important stuff. And, you know, like last year, nobody wanted to talk to Trump because um, he's pissed all of them off. Right. So, did you hear about a whistleblower allegation earlier in the week with Donald Trump? Yep, I did hear about it. I don't know all the details, though. So, whenever a president communicates with a foreign leader, there is no such thing as a private line. You know, we've got national security, CIA, all the alphabet, all the alphabet people, you know, the... Uh, all of the the national secu- uh, security people, the, uh, the the president's personal guard. There's a lot of people listening in on these these communications that emanate from the White House, right? And it has to be, it has to be, because you don't want anybody doing something stupid that's going to spark World War Three. Well, apparently there's a whistleblower complaint. Somebody complained about some shit they heard about on a call with Donald Trump. All we know is that, or all we knew at the time was that there was a complaint by someone in the security business about some shit they heard Trump say on a call to a foreign dignitary. Have you, did, have you heard that so far? Yes. All right. And so the House leaders, particularly the, the Security Council, uh, I think that's Adam Schiff, they are trying to get information on what the fuck this whistleblower complaint's going on. Why is someone listening to these communications? Between Donald Trump and a foreign dignitary, why are they making a whistleblower complaint? What the fuck happened? Checks and balances. 
Right. And the White House and the White House's Department of Justice, who's that? That's Attorney General Barr. We talked on this show numerous times about why Attorney General Barr was brought in, what he was going to do. It's the same guy that lied to us about what was in the Mueller report. The same guy that mischaracterized the things in the Mueller report. That was his job, was to get rid of it. He is the president's man. It's not independent. Okay. So the DOJ and the White House have suppressed the whistleblower complaint, meaning they did not let it get out of the channel in which it was made, and they're refusing to let it go to the Security Council of the House of Representatives. With me so far? So far. Today, we know that the complaint may have involved Donald Trump talking to, uh, I guess, his, uh, the president of the Ukraine. And sources have said that the content of that conversation was that Trump was trying to convince the president of the Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. What wait, a minute, that wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who asked who to investigate? Trump. Asked the, the, person, the president of the Ukraine? Right, because he quote-unquote you know, doesn't want, you know, any meddling in the election, doesn't want them to be able, right. you know, to, to harm the election. So he's asking the Ukrainian president to essentially dig up dirt on Hunter Biden, who has some business affiliations with the Ukraine. Right. So what is, what am I, I'll cut to the chase. So Trump, on a monitored call, is asking a foreign country to dig up dirt at the at worst on his main competitor's son at best on both of them that apparently was the source of the whistleblower complaint the sitting president is asking a foreign dignitary to dig up dirt on a potential rival no. for his re-election campaign not buying it sorry that's ridiculous well, you know, go to Fox News, go to CNN, go to MSNBC, go to Real Clear Politics, go to Snopes.com, go to Al Jazeera, go to BBC America, go to regular BBC. It's all there. And we'll, we'll pick it up next week. <laughs> so, so the question I have for you, be honest, and I don't think we're going to fight about it because telling your voice, I think you want to do more research before you take a position is if it's if it's how if the hypothetical if it's hypothetically the way that I said, right. are you okay with a sitting president asking a foreign country to dig up dirt on his perceived potential rival in the in the election in less than a year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I think that this may be something. This may be a framing issue and not an actual thing. And that's what I'm interested in researching. The question is, if this is true, among all the other shit that's going on, why can't we impeach Trump? The answer is, the politics are fucked up. The answer is, B, you want the shit burned down. It looks like the only way for us to have any ration- rationale is to burn the shit down. Man, I don't, I don't. There's enough evidence. There's far more evidence than all the shit Trump has done these last two years than fucking Richard Nixon having a guy, have a guy, have another guy eavesdrop on the Democratic National Convention. All the other shit that he's done 
are well above that level of, of, of what that was. And we, the House will not do it. And I understand why they won't do it because they know if they bring articles of impeachment, they, initi- they have to be it, the, the, the president is tried in the Senate. Right now, the Senate is Republican. Right. The Senate is not going no. to impeach the current president because that means they're going to lose the election. Right. They lose the it. election. That's bad for the Senate, who's a majority, which right now are the R's, not the D's. Right. The R's, by any means, want to keep the R's in power. But see, right Vice there, though. Russia, if it were the D's, it'd be the same shit. But see, right that's there. That's where our politics are right now. But, but right there, though. See, that's why it has to burn. Think about what you just said. I know what I just said. It has to burn. And it's not that you, you said that I want it to. I don't want it to burn. I just don't see a way out of this. I can't see how we go backwards. I can't see a return in civility. Even if Trump doesn't get reelection, and, you know, to where, you know, when he got elected, you know, I was thinking that he'd be impeached quickly. But he, as poorly as things have gone from a foreign policy perspective, because, you know, we're probably going to go to war in Iran. That's all the conversation. As poorly as things have gone for his presidency, I know, B, you're going to say, well, nothing's really affected me. The economy seems okay. Okay, yep. putting the economy aside, he hasn't really done anything right. Well, well, well Kunta, what about the prison reform? Yeah. Okay. We'll put the prison reform aside. What about unemployment? I'm not giving him that because that bicycle was you know, already you don't rolling. You have a choice. You don't have a choice. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Well, we, he, he takes credit for all the things that happened before. As he, he should. As he should. As does every other president. As is expected. It's the way it is. And, and he, So the point of what I'm saying, B, is that given all the things that happened, I'm at least open to the fact that because politics are the way they are, because we become essentially fan, fan, you know, fanatical fans about our about our 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 our, our parties of choice, to those that have parties, that we don't care. So long as our team wins, we don't care how we get there. A win is a win. That I understand, there's a possibility he could be reelected, notwithstanding all the unethical shit that he's done. And people around him is done. He literally has like 35 to 40 people convicted that were involved with this election campaign. Right. Say that shit out loud. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy to say out loud. But it's true. Convicted. He could still be reelected. Well, all I want to say, though, all I want to offer to that is I'm not trying to make false equivalencies. I'm not trying to put, you know, the other side on this. But it's also equally insane when you call out loud how many people have died in relation to being on the wrong side of Hillary Clinton or the Clintons in general. No I'm not saying they were killed. I'm not saying they were killed, but died of weird deaths. It's also crazy when Niggas you say that. Every day, B. Nah, man. Come on, man. Hey, you know what? We're going to do this shit right now. Okay, so I told you it's Mike Tyson. It's Ray Lewis. It's Jay Prince. I'm going to need you to keep the Clintons' name out your mouth, B. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it to old age. I don't want you being loose here. You know, she's not the president. There's no reason for us to talk about her. But that's not my point, be honest. My point is, <laughs> if you were to win, things are going to be the same with as far as politics being divisive, okay? If, insert, Democratic candidate wins, what do you think is going to happen? <sighs> we're what? still going to be divisive with our politics. It's going to be worse. 
It's going to so be worse. So when, when is there a return to civility? Answer, there's not one. Never, yeah. I think that, I think that um, Trump's ill-advised, unintentional thing that his, his presidency is going to bring to us is people are saying, hey, I just wanted to go back to the way it was. But then they're thinking about it like, no, I don't. This is so ridiculous. He's ridiculous, but guess what also is ridiculous? What it was before. There is no choice, Kunta. It has to burn. There's no choice. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think, B, you and I are fucked. Our generation's fucked. Yeah, we've been fucked. Uh, I think that maybe one generation below us might be slightly less fucked. But all this stuff is going to have to be cleaned up by our children and our children's children. And what they decide to do is going to be different. They're going to have some some really terrible challenges. For instance, I'm pretty sure my youngest, and if I'm blessed with grandchildren, they're going to wear masks because the air quality is going to be shut. You ever, B, have you been to China? I've never been to China. Oh, well, I had some friends that went to China, and they have to wear masks. The air quality is terrible. Air quality is bad, real bad. And I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. The Amazon's burning. I mean, I heard you on uh, the flagship show say so you're not sure that the Amazon's burning. And I'm not sure people Amazon. in China are wearing masks either, but, you know, you said it, so it's got to be true. Well, you can Google that. I mean, you remember uh, China's national Negro, uh, Stefan Marbury? Yeah, he has masks on. Yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out. I mean, Shanghai, that, well, that area of China where all the industry is, is we have to, you have to think they don't have... They choose not to have pollution rules in order to compete faster. And as a result, they, right. they have all sorts of clouds of terrible things that linger and get, I get stuck. It. I get it. But native podcast host of the No Nonsense show, French Reggie, is in China and never mentioned that he wore a mask to and from he's work. He's not near the big city. He already told <laughs> you when he's going. He's in a province. I get it. But the air doesn't just stay in the city. Air doesn't know about city lines and county oh. lines and state lines. Well, you should, you should fly, fly a French Reginald a kite and ask him what the air quality is in Shanghai. <laughs> fly him a kite. I don't know. You know, I'd be on. Damn, this is a this is a detour. I'd be on. I'd be on Instagram or Twitter, and he'd be talking to me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know that it's him. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Any event, B. So the my ultimate takeaway is, uh, you and I, everybody we know. At our age level, it's going to be a wild one from here on out for us. You know, maybe you'll make it. I mean, you don't have a single gray hair. Maybe you'll make it to see this thing. I have several gray hairs. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. Maybe you'll make it to see this thing out. You know, King Kunda's lived a rough life. I probably ain't going to make it to be an octogenarian. So, I mean, maybe you'll see it. Be honest, I might not get there with you. But I've been to the mountaintop. And that mountaintop's got, you know, skies blue, trees of green, and probably fucking alien overlords. By the way, I don't know if India's ever gotten in contact with their Mars rover. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> kind of died down. So maybe they got the got to visit and say, hey, man, don't do that shit again. Right. Look here, Flash. And this is where you're going to superimpose. Men in Black's outro. Nah. Black on both sides. Beat you to it. Where nothing's black and white. 